welcome to episode 39 of the Smart English Coach podcast. The podcast that helps you get to advanced English level fast. I'm delighted to welcome Lisa Wood to the podcast. Lisa is an English teacher and neurolanguage coach and she's the founder of Your English Self. Welcome Lisa. Hi Claire. Thanks for having me. It's um, great to be here. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Lisa, I'm really interested to interview you because you're a great believer in community and how community helps with language learning. So can you tell us a little bit about your English self and why you set it up? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I created Your English Self after many years of learning and teaching languages myself because I wanted to create a, a safe and friendly space where people can learn English because that's something that I never had as a language learner. And it's something that held me back and stopped me from making progress with my languages. And it's something that I see um, in the classroom that is missing from, from the experience. So I wanted um, to create this space where people can go and they can use the language that they're learning. Because I feel that um, even we're so advanced in many ways uh, in society today, but I feel that language learning is still, is still very much behind in some respects. You know, we focus a lot on grammar, on vocabulary, if we're lucky, pronunciation. And this is what I see in, in many educational contexts, you know, in schools, in language academies. And um, it's just not enough. We need more than the language to, to learn a language and to speak it fluently. And uh, learning doesn't just happen in the classroom. That's a really interesting point, isn't it? Because as you say, in the classroom, we're focusing on the kind of the mechanics of learning and the, the mechanics of, of a language. And I'd like to ask you a little bit more about how you think that the lack of community held you back from learning a language. You know, it's been a process over years and years. I've been teaching for more than 25 years and I've learned different languages on and off. You know, I started learning languages in school, learning French and German. Uh, I actually became a French teacher before I was an English teacher. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so over the years, um, I started to, to think about the kinds of things which were holding me back because I didn't understand. I don't want to boast, but I was a very good student. I was very responsible. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I always did my homework. You know, I got good grades but, you know, when I left school after studying French up until A-level, I couldn't really have a conversation very confidently. Exactly the same in my situation as well, yeah. Yeah, and this is, you know, after years of studying a language and you can't have a basic conversation confidently, it just didn't seem right. So I was like, you know, what is this? What am I missing? What haven't I got? I study, I do my homework, I've done everything any teacher has asked me to do, <laughs> yet it doesn't work. 
So I had exactly the same situation in France where I could write an essay on a French author, for example, but I couldn't order a coffee in the bar. And it made me feel really embarrassed and it made me feel quite humiliated. There was me with my French degree and I couldn't speak it. Absolutely. In fact, when I finished my French degree, I wanted to become a French teacher but I didn't feel confident enough. So I actually, um, it's quite drastic, but you know, I left the love of my life at the time for a whole year to go and live in France. (laughs) I think sometimes that's the only way to do it, isn't it? Is to kind of immerse yourself in a situation where you hear the language spoken all the time and where you have to speak that language. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is that is super important. But even then, I think sometimes it's um, it is difficult to find the confidence. I live in Spain and I learned Spanish by living in Spain. I had a few classes when I first came to Spain, but um, I didn't I had a very different experience to learning French. You know, I studied French at school, at university. Uh, I learned Spanish on the street, so to speak. That's also my experience learning Italian. I arrived there with very, very little in the way of language. And I was kind of, as we say, thrown in at the deep end. And I learned Italian from people around me, from television, but not from books, crucially, and not from classes. And it is a very different experience. Yeah. I have found even learning Spanish um, like this is great because I'm, um, I'm immersed in the language, in the culture, but... I still, I still have problems with confidence um, because I'm not a naturally confident person. And I found when I had to speak to my colleagues at school, other teachers, Spanish teachers, I didn't feel confident because um, although, you know, they're very nice and very friendly, but, you know, I was obviously aware of the mistakes I was making. I felt embarrassed about that. I felt nervous when I was speaking because I hadn't really practiced uh, with anybody. You know? Yeah. So I kind of then, you know, I got together with a few friends um, and other people who were learning Spanish. And that really helped me to to create kind of a little my own little community um, to be able to practice in a safe space because these people were going through the same things. They had the same problems, the same frustrations, the same questions, and we could ask each other and then go into the real world and and practice and use our our Spanish. So the four things that I believe you need for fluency are and um you know you know i like an acronym uh, your english self became yes <laughs> and uh, this is the approach i use now with my students and i call it the calm way is that another acronym is another acronym i'm going to tell you exactly <laughs> excellent what it stands for uh, so I, but i'm going to work backwards because um i'm going to begin with the m uh, because m is motivation and mindset right and I really think motivation is why are you learning English so what's the reason when we know when we're clear about why we're learning a language then we know we know where we're going so we can then we can then create the steps we need to get there so you know we can set goals and we can um, create our our habits and we can we can help ourselves to get where we want to go. And our mindset is so important 
because I think it's something that we just don't we don't think about especially in schools you know it's almost like there's no time for that (laughs) whereas if we don't know our challenges what we find difficult uh, our strengths you know what we find easier which can help us you know we can focus on that to help us then we don't know what to do to help ourselves for the process to be easier so you know if i if i can identify that i have confidence problems because i'm quite a shy person then i can find ways to to help myself overcome those barriers I think this is very interesting because you're really asking people to be self-aware, to have a good knowledge about themselves and also to have a good knowledge about how they used to feel about learning a language. And because I think those mindset issues are really important. If we've had a bad experience in the past, maybe we haven't had a very sympathetic teacher, for example, then that can make us feel worried about learning English again as an adult. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think if we stop to reflect, sometimes these are just stories. They're in our head and they're things that we've convinced ourselves are are true because we haven't stopped to think any differently. So, you know, maybe um, I have confidence problems. I I did used to have a dragon French teacher. My French teacher was lovely, by the way. <laughs> oh, good, good. I'm glad. Um, no, it, it didn't stop me, but um, and and she did have some good qualities, but she was she was absolutely terrifying. And because I was a shy, you know, I was shy anyway. That it didn't help to you know to to bring me out of my shell and to to feel confident to use French. So yeah, past experiences are are really really crucial to our our current situation and what we what how we see language learning and you know sometimes we've just had the same experience time and time again textbook open the textbook complete the grammar exercises learn a list of vocabulary then we don't stop to question is this the best way or is there a better way you know is there something that can help me make more progress in um you know a more enjoyable way and um you know a smarter way is more effective yeah and i think also teachers have a part to play in this don't they because as teachers we often present textbooks to our students because it's a curriculum already made for you and all you need to do is to follow it and Whereas I think, in my lessons at least, I let students be the guide a lot in in what they do in our lessons. Obviously, I might think that, oh, we need to do some remedial work on this, or we might need to practice this other thing a little bit more. And I think often students have a very good idea of what it is they want to do and and how they should best get there. So I'm not always a great fan of textbooks, I have to say. I'm not totally against textbooks. Um, I think it's like anything, anything in moderation. Yeah. A textbook is one resource that learners can use, but there are many more things. Um, and like you said, it's, it's the learners who know best often. And you've just led me straight into the A. Excellent. <laughs> because the A is for action plan. Having a system. So knowing what your goals are. 
creating healthy language learning habits which help you to achieve those goals knowing what resources are best for um, achieving those goals and really you know having it very clear like a kind of roadmap where you are going so that goes back to the motivation it's all connected you know once you have that motivation the reason that you're learning English clear then you can create your action plan so a quick question about creating action plans. So in your Yes to Fluency program, do students get your help also in creating individual action plans? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can kind of skip the L of calm because L is language and this is the obvious thing. So obviously right. we need language, the vocabulary, the grammar and, um, you know, pronunciation work, um, which leads us then to the final letter is C, community. And... For me, community is what holds all of this together. So it's where you can, you can get help with your mindset. You can get clarity on your motivation because you're working with other people in, in you know, the other members of the community are in a similar situation and uh, you can get help with creating your action plan how this happens in my community in the in the yes to fluency membership is that i create monthly monthly challenges which are video lessons with reflection questions and a bit like you were saying before um, it's good for learners to have choice in what they're learning so you know i ask my community what what challenge do you want to work on next month and we vote for that they suggest things but it's always related to one of the one of the pillars of calm. So it might be related to action plan. It might be related to the language or it might be related to mindset. So if it's related to action plan, one of the challenges, for example, we've we've worked on is finding focus and how to create a simple action plan, the steps you need to take. So they will watch the, the, the challenge. They um, reflect on that and then in our group coaching session, we have a live group coaching session, is when we discuss it and uh, we share ideas and they get inspired by, you know, the ideas from the other members and sometimes change the way they do things and think, well, actually, that's a good idea. Maybe, maybe I could try that. So, yeah, Absolutely. Everything related to mindset, the action plan and the language, the community is a place where you get that support. And that for me is what's crucial. You know, it's not, we don't learn alone. We learn together and from each other. That's very true, isn't it? And I love the way that you're involving your community members at each stage of this. So they get to decide what the challenge is going to be. Then they come along together to join the coaching session and they all give their own input. So everybody can share from everybody else's experiences. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And it's just lovely to see it happen in such a natural way. Can you tell us a little bit about the benefits that your students get from the community? Uh, yeah, so one of the main benefits uh, is the motivation. Right. Being part of uh, a community where people are, are in the same situation as you. You know that they're having the same struggles, the same challenges, they have the same questions 
and you know they're doing the same thing so if you're having problems finding time to fit english into your you know your your life the chances are that somebody else in the community is having the same problems exactly and it just helps you to feel like you're not alone and this helps you to keep going because you know if you feel you're alone and everything is difficult and you're much more likely to give up and just to stop learning a language. If you're in a group and everyone is discussing the same issues, it kind of makes you a little bit more accountable also because other people want to hear about your experiences. Other people want to hear your suggestions. Because often I think that when you're studying a language on your own, it can be quite an isolating experience. And you don't always have someone next to you to encourage you to keep going. I don't think this is something that we find easy uh, sharing because, you know, we're worried that we're, we're not going to do it in the end or, you know. But I think it's so important. And I actually, uh, you know, in the membership, we have some, uh, some regular features, I call them. Right. <laughs> One of them is, you know, that at the beginning of the week to share what we intend to work on that week. Um, and at the end of the week to check back in and to share what we've done. You know, I sometimes find it difficult to share, you know, what, what I mm. work on. You think, oh, oh, and if I don't do it? And so, you know, that's where um, my role, it's super important that I make the people in my membership feel comfortable sharing. Yeah. And to not worry if, if they don't do it. You know, life happens. Exactly. We all have bad days or even bad weeks. Exactly. Priorities change. Yeah. Something happens you didn't expect and you don't have the time that you wanted to dedicate to doing that. And it doesn't matter. The intention was there. Yes. And if you're generally consistent, it doesn't matter if you take a day off or even a week off because it's everything else that you do the rest of the time that keeps you moving forward. Exactly. And I think that the idea that if you have a community around you, when you've had to take time off, I think it's much easier then to to get going again, because you've still got those people there in the background who are still going and um, yeah. and are there to support you. You know, I had one member of my community uh, last year, a member of a member of their family died. And that was a very difficult experience for them. Yeah. Uh, they had to step away. And they couldn't, they couldn't be involved. But, you know, the members of the community contacted. I didn't say anything. They contacted that member, uh, you know, to, to, to say, you know, sorry to hear about, about what's happened. Yeah. And, you know, that member wrote to me and said how much that meant to them. Which is kind of another benefit of being um, part of a community is that you build relationships with people. Yes, that yes. you probably didn't even expect you would, you know, you you would. I think, in, in especially in situations like this, where the community can come together and just show kindness, I think that's a, a really lovely example of how well your community works. 
I was really moved, really moved yeah. when that happened. And uh, yeah, just the way they interact with each other. It's such a, it's such a caring, a caring space. And, you know, everybody is, is looking out for each other. Everybody's kind to each other. And, you know, great learning happens in there. And people are making mistakes now taking more risks and making mistakes and feeling comfortable about that because of this because of these relationships that they've built because there's trust and they feel comfortable so they take risks and we had a great conversation you know by text in the in the forum and uh, I'm going to say a very mild swear word go on somebody somebody had been talking to his partner who's um english speaking and uh they've been talking about um this this expression bloody awful okay <laughs> and it had all got confused with awfully good and um this expression was used incorrectly in the community but it started this fantastic, this fantastic discussion about bloody awful and how we could use it and how we used awfully good and the different registers. Because, you know, you wouldn't use bloody awful with the kind of people that you would use awfully good. You know, and I would, for That's instance, true. I would never say awfully good because the register is much more formal. And it was such a super interesting discussion. And, you know, great learning happened organically in a natural way and that's because they felt comfortable to take risks and use the language. I love the way that you have created this calm framework around your Yes to Fluency membership. Where can listeners find out more about it Lisa? Yeah so you can go to my website which is yourenglishself.com and there you have the membership page. If you head to the membership page, doors aren't actually open at the moment. They've just closed, but they will reopen in April. But there is a link to join the interest list. And anybody who is interested and joins that list, they will have a special discount when the doors do open in April. Um, and they will also then join my, my email list and receive my yes mails every other Friday and um, and then they will get invitations to my free events uh, for example every first Thursday of the month we have um, a free ask anything session where anybody who is on my email list is invited to come and and just chat in an informal situation ask questions or just listen to the questions that others others ask fabulous so that link is yourenglishself.com yes i'll put a link to your website in the show notes lisa thank you so much for telling us about yes to fluency and for explaining just how important confidence and community is thank you very much for having me claire it's been a pleasure and thanks again to lisa from your english self don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Speak soon.